This episode is supported by Seedlip, the world's first distilled and non-alcoholic spirit. Crafted without alcohol, sugar, or calories, Seedlip spirit solved the dilemma of what to drink when you're not drinking, whether it's for the night, the month, or forever. Because as a non-drinker, it never feels good when your only options are water, soda, or sugary mocktails. So now you can skip the booze without feeling left out when it comes to your social life. So whether you prefer punchy citrus flavors, aromatic spices, or savory herbs, Seedlip offers a drink for every type of drinker. It's crafted using bespoke process, including traditional copper distillation botanicals. And each of Seedlip's three variants, which are Spice 94, Garden 108, and Grow 42, are alcohol-free and have their own unique flavors, which pair so perfectly with just a splash of tonic. But they can also be used to make more complex cocktails, and you'll find those in the Seedlip Cocktail Book or on their Instagram account at Seedlip underscore NA. So head on over to seedlipdrinks.com or .ca and use the promo code thisfamilytree10 for 10% off for your favorite non-alcoholic spirit. They're available in Canada and in the U.S. and now at LCBO stores across Ontario. And again, that is seedlipdrinks.com and thisfamilytree10. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex and I'm here with my husband, Shane. And we are so glad that you could join us for happy hour on This Family Tree Podcast, episode 150. 150, wow. <laughs> Landmark time flies, Alex. It is. It's a milestone episode. I didn't realize until I was prepping it, but we have a great episode for you today. I speak with Tracy Wolterton. She goes by Psychic Tracy. Another psychic, Alex. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Listen, hmm. I'm obsessed. And a lot of listeners also appear to be obsessed. And if you're a listener and you're not, please DM me because I'm only hearing from the people that are super into this. What are they saying? They're saying that they love the psychics, babe. Okay. People love it. But Tracy actually stands out a lot, I thought, for me, for the other psychics that I interviewed for the Halloween Spooktacular episode. Tracy is a psychic and medium to the stars. So not that she's like conjuring dead pe- like dead celebrities, but she is like the go-to celebrity psychic medium. You were on cloud nine after this interview. I was. Because Shane, she is the psychic for Mama June, for Katie Price, for Lamar Odom. Wait, the Katie Price? She's like, she's like the... Who's Katie Price? She's like the Kim Kardashian for the UK, like 10 years ago. Okay. So <laughs> it's celebrity in that dancing in the stars way that celebrities can be. Yes, yes. But... She She's in the mix, right? She's on TV shows all the time. She's so in the mix. And she is just like the sweetest, cutest, most upbeat and fun person to talk to. Thanks a lot. And she has wild stories. Mm-hmm. She has wild stories. And we get into some of her like ghost stories, mm. some weird predictions she's made about like actual events that happened. Do you believe her? Shane. You need to listen. Yes she, or no? Do you believe her? Yes. When okay. I heard her talking about the person that was getting their neck chopped off with an axe, which you will hear if you listen to the interview, something something about it and something about her, it's just, it exudes like a truthfulness. I don't know. I want to believe. I do. She's so genuine. She's such like a genuine person. I can't help but feel that they're all fake though. Shane, you got to listen to this interview. And she's, she has offered to do a reading with me, like a one-on-one legit reading with me. So I'm going to do, I'm taking her up on it. Yeah. And I think you, I think you're allowed to like tape them. I think people let you record them so that you can like listen back to them and My whatnot. My stepmother, Roseanne, Lucy's Nona, she used to go to a psychic and tape it. Really? Yeah. So did our TikTok uh, person. 
Oh, Jillian. Yeah, yes. she's she's been and she has taped them and listens back to them so that you can like, you know, get more meaning or whatever from it. When she says TikTok person, what she means is we have a person who helps us write our TikToks. She's also a writer on the sketch show that I'm producing and directing. Yeah, she's young, she's smart, she's got time. Yeah. It's amazing, but and I'm not directing the sketch show either. <laughs> I just gave myself a title that I don't even have. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna do it, and I'm I'm pumped. She told me something's gonna happen for me in New York within a year. Something okay. <laughs> the something is a little vague, but New York is fairly specific. I guess looking at you too, you do seem like a person who would go to New York and want to shop or something. So I think. I might be able to make a prediction like that, too, if I was just to see you. Listen, I do want to go to New York because they have that dessert that I want, the Mont Blanc. Every person wants to go to New York, especially young, hot women. I only want to go to New York for the dessert, Um, but also because of this thing, you know, whatever's going to be pulling me there. Well, I think when a psychic predicts that something is going to happen for you and they have a smile on their face and it's like, oh, when you go to New York in the next year, something good's going to happen. It might be a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're going to want to go to see what that good thing is. So she's almost guiding you to New York. And hey, I'm appreciating the guidance, but... I'm dying to listen to this episode. (laughs) That's the point. Just the way you were acting, you seem like this woman could be... Have a reality show about her. She has a special energy about her, a special comedic timing about her. No, it's good. You're going to like it. But Shane, before we really get into it... Cheers, babe. Oh, we're not done that yet. No, non-alcoholic cocktail for the night. We got a seed lip sour. We've had these before. We made them on the show. They're delicious. And we need to be drinking non-alcoholic drinks tonight. Yes. Because we, although we say when we go on vacation that we're going to have a nice relaxing vacation and have one where we don't drink, maybe we get massages. (laughs) By the time we end up going on these vacations, we we don't need a drink. That sounds so bad. But our not drinking time has filled up to the point where we're ready to let loose a little bit and have a couple of whiskeys, wines, Caesars. So we're going to be drinking this weekend because we're going on essentially what I'm touting as like another honeymoon. Yeah. And where else would you honeymoon, folks, other than Detroit, which is, you know, obviously known to be a romantic destination. Well, Alex is being sarcastic. (laughs) However, we are staying at a place with a dress code. This is the fanciest hotel I've ever, I haven't been there yet, but I'm presuming it's going to be the fanciest hotel we've ever stayed in. I have to wear a collared shirt at all times. I have to wear dress shoes. The concierge did send an email to us saying, please let us know what time you plan to arrive and I will ensure that the staff is ready for you. (laughs) That sounds like White Lotus. Well, you like to make yourself known because you have a bit of a social media presence, so you will DM the hotel, which I think is a smart move. Well, I, I had legitimate questions to ask them, so I'm going to do that from my account. What was your legitimate? <laughs> Are your pillows fluffy or what was your question? No, um, our favorite restaurant in Detroit closed down. So I wanted to know what their, I wanted to know what the concierge's recommendation would be for some spots to eat. Sure, you could have just emailed them though, but the, the, it's a move to it, do the DM. It helps, Shane. I know that, and I just want you to admit it. I'm admitting it. Yeah, I'm admitting there's nothing it. wrong with it. Guys, it, it does help. And you know what? Now we have the staff waiting for us, all White Lotus, when we arrive. Yes, I am excited. I, w- I saw the film Triangle of Sadness, mm. which got me pumped for kind of observing observing the rich life. Yeah. That affluent. <laughs> <laughs> I swear they're non-alcoholic <laughs> drinks, but that affluent life that I may never 
get to but always aspire to be in circles like that i feel like we're gonna have some great people watching this weekend well whenever we're around really rich people like you and i like historically we've had some hilarious times like do you remember the dinner we went to in uh, prince edward island and it was you and I who could oh, barely yes. afford the meal. And then all these super loaded people. It was at, if you guys know Chef Michael Smith, I used to watch him on the Food Network all the time in university. He was like my idol. It's his restaurant on PEI. And it, there's like a year-long wait list. It's so freaking expensive. But it's an amazing experience. But Shane and I just like sat with all these like rich old people all night and had a great time. And they thought we were like, novelty yeah it's a novelty it's fun for them to hang with the riffraff <laughs> and yeah it that, that was fun because they were like drawn to us because yeah. we did stand out and they kind of wanted to know our story a little bit i think the one guy wrote for new york times for years yes. or something he was retired but it is always fascinating to do something and be in a circle or around people that you normally wouldn't and we're going to be in that situation this weekend uh, there's a cigar club, this old, I'm, I love the idea of smoking cigars. I don't know if I like cigars. I love the idea of them. I love like mahogany or I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Mahogany. I love the idea of it. Though. It's a wood. I love that. And, and scotch, you know, in a club with like a special area we're going to be in. Yeah. Okay. So scotch, I'm like already on board with. I know I love scotch. I want to get served scotch in this like fancy 100 year old bar in our hotel and then in the cigar club are you gonna smoke a cigar obviously you can't go there and not smoke a cigar you don't inhale cigars i'm not suggesting you know how to inhale but i don't know how to smoke a cigar yeah. i don't know how to inhale smoke yeah you don't in- i don't know how to inhale smoke either can uh, we youtube how to smoke a cigar properly so that we yeah. don't go and look like idiots i think that's the best way okay because sometimes i get nervous with the cigar cutters like do they have to cut the tip oh, off what if they don't what if they expect me to do, what if i bite it off like i don't even know how to uncork a wine i bottle. didn't even know we had to cut it so we're like performing a bris on the cigar yeah essentially they might do it for us though <laughs> i hope they do like if it's the cigar club i'm assuming the people are gonna like set it all up and i would think there's misogynistic people there who see this dame walk in and me this person that they (laughs) who does not look like a sophisticated gentleman and they're going you think i do well you went out and bought two new collared shirts today i know because i'm not a sophisticated gentleman (laughs) most sophisticated gentlemen would not need to go on a special trip to lululemon to buy like comfy collars yeah like my my dress shirts are made out of like sweatpant material yeah so it's like how a pinata looks from afar like it might have a normal texture but it's just like very soft but anyway, they're going to be like, it's like how you see tourists and you just know they're tourists, even though they're trying to blend. We're going to be very foreign at this club. I think yeah. it's going to be people over 50 and they all might know each other. They're going to see us and try to help us out a little bit more. The Canadian riffraff. Yeah. No, I like that. See, I'm struggling with what to wear because we have three events in our hotel, right? We have dinner in the fancy restaurant. We have drinks at the fancy bar, which is like a very much like a scotch and martini bar. And then we got the cigar club. Like, what do I wear? Do I go full on? Okay, because I get I get, I get self-conscious with this. And I, I want to know too, when you get ready, what are you getting ready for? And what do you want to ultimately look good for? Because for me, I get real nervous. I just want you to be like, 
oh, here's my wife, you know? I always feel like that. I'm embarrassed by how good you look at Get all times. Get out of here. I am. I'm embarrassed. No, 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 no. But I am looking good solely for you. When I get ready, That's I'm like, not true I, hope, at all. I hope Shane thinks that I'm hot tonight. I'm sure you think that. But you're also getting ready for you. And you're also, you like showing off to people and looking I, good no, for other people. I No, I don't like showing off to other people. I, I like showing off to you. And I like look like wearing like fun outfits, right? Okay, answer me this. What? How do you feel, honestly, mm-hmm. though? Because I know how I would feel. If, like, let's say a 55-year-old <laughs> distinguished man, like kind of like the DeSecchi's guy, he walks up and he looks at me and goes, well, how is this man with such a beautiful woman? I feel good. I'm yeah. blushing okay, already. I'm glad. Because <laughs> that happens a lot to us. <laughs> and I feel like shit if, we're, if, we're, if anyone's asking. I'm glad you said that because that does feel honest because I would feel great if that was reversed. I've never, I can't imagine a situation where that happens. Also, like if he has an accent and he's like some kind of like international mysterious man of mystery. Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Because I find that that could happen. Rich men have a confidence to really ignore me and go right for you (laughs) and just insult me. Well, I I almost respect it because at least it's not behind my back. Sometimes, you know, they will box me out and it will be like I'll hear them and their back will be to me and they're like purposely doing it so I can hear them and they know I'm not going to beat them up. (laughs) Well, see, I kind of like it just because it makes me feel like one of my greatest fears is that somehow you like die too early on me. Like you die next year or something, right? And then it's like me and the two kids and it's all stressful. It's like, ah, how do I get my life together? The love of my life is gone. Mm -hmm. But then these old rich guys, it's like, you know what? Maybe I just don't date. Maybe I just spend one weekend at a place like this, meet one of these old richies, and there you go. What's the oldest you would go? (sighs) Depends. Depends on lots of things. Depends. uh, Would you go 70? How old is John Luca Vacci? Okay, wait. How old is John Luca Vacci? <laughs> it sounds like someone that your celebrity psychic medium would uh, consider a celebrity, not me. Hold on, I'm looking this up because this might be the oldest. Like he's not my type. Um, What's he from? I don't know. He's just like a hot, rich old guy. You can't throw around the name John Luca Vacci, and it, if you don't even know what he's from, I don't know. He he's just a rich old guy. Um, Let me see. Him. And he's in good shape, and like. DJ's in his spare time. <laughs> oh, he sounds normal. Okay, so he's he's ripped. I think he's one of those guys, he's probably not as old as he looks. I mean, he looks way worse in a tuxedo. He should no, always... he's got the brightest blue eyes. Thanks. He just had his first baby. Okay, I bet you he is 62. Okay. Oh my God, he's nowhere near as old as I thought. He's what, 55. He's yeah. 55. See, that's the thing. These guys who look so old, usually it's just like they went gray early. I thought he was going to be 65. I know. They he just goes gray early and he embraces that vibe, but he's really actually he looks bad for his age. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Like his body's unbelievable, okay, but That's that's wild, but you know what? And we always talk about like women, you know, not going gray or being scared to go gray. And the implications of that, then it's like when you see a woman embracing her age, you're like, oh, she looks old. There you go. There's proof that it's the same for men. You know what I mean? Sorry, what do you mean? 
that when you see a man embracing his age and embracing like hair going gray or whatever it's not the same for a man it's 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 so coveted in society for gray it's like ooh, you're going gray i'm turned on where (laughs) you know it's a it's a good thing men are taught at a young age going gray is a cool distinguished thing we don't fear gray as much no absolutely not wait some guys do actually how old's clooney I, th- I bet you Clooney's 62. Let me see. So if you would guess 60, maybe 61. Because Clooney, I'd, I'd 100% marry, you know, if you were dead. Okay. Um, this is a good episode, just Googling <laughs> older men. How- 61. 61. So yeah, that's what I I'd said. I'd go for Clooney. How old would you go? Me? Okay. <laughs> For one night or for a lifetime? No, for marriage. If I die early and you had to marry a rich older woman, how old would you go? I think, and you know, this is just for conversation because I want us to be able to uh, remember it and be able to talk about the same things. But I, I think 53. Who's 53 that you're thinking of? I'm not actually thinking of a 53-year-old as a reference point. Oh, because 53 was just like specific. Because I would, if I was a man or if I was gay, I would go 100% for Paulina Porskova. She's like my No, she's not my type. Although I undeniably should be beautiful. She's 57. Okay, yeah, she is my type. Okay, that that photo, (laughs) she's my type, okay? (laughs) She's everybody's type. Yeah, no, that woman's my type. Yes, okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah, there's, I don't know, there's probably tons Yeah, 53-year-olds. Yeah, 53 is pretty young, though, especially considering, like, you're almost 40, babe. That's not that much older than you. Well, it's still 14 years. That's substantial. Yeah, ish, I guess. Well, your guy was, I guess your guy was, like, 20 years older. Yeah. But you're young, younger than me by six years. Yeah, and I'm still going 20 years older, but anyway. Well, I'd I'm saying if you. I was... T- if I was 18, I bet you my number would still be 53. Yeah. Would so. you would you ever date somebody in their 80s if they were like, you know, yes. Elon Musk rich? No, I don't care about money like that. I honestly don't. I'm not saying I don't care about money. I do. And I care about money a lot, but not like that. No, but it's like, you know, I'm dead. You just want to take care of the kids and live a life where you can just not work and take care of the kids and have fun and go on fun family vacations with Lucy and Betty and grieve over me and not marry somebody young that you're actually going to be in love with because you're just so sad about me. No, I'm not like that. I I like challenges. (laughs) I I do. I like a challenge and I want to overcome adversity. Shane, the whole thing here is that you're going to be too sad about me dying for the rest of your life that you don't have it in you for a challenge i could see that i could see never getting in a serious relationship again just going from woman to woman to woman to woman to woman <laughs> because i'm so upset that no no one could compare and i'm serious i would prefer that yeah m- me too probably <laughs> just no. constant women <laughs> every night crying new woman crying get another out woman. of here she's trying to each one more up. beautiful than the next <laughs> But no one ever gets to be as beautiful as you. That's well, my rule. There you I, go. I just can't handle anyone more beautiful because it just will bring me to tears. There you go. I like it. Maybe not the best for like the kids, but you know. Why not the best? Why do the kids need me to be with more beautiful women? Than you? No, like a rotating door of women. Oh, these dalliances <laughs> last for so little time. They would never even <laughs> notice these women. They're in and out. 
Um, okay. But anyway, this brings us back to the point that Shane and I are going away for a three night vacation in Detroit. And we're both pretty, we're pretty pumped. Yeah. And follow along on, uh, well, I guess <laughs> we're back from the trip if you're listening to this probably. Um, but we're seeing a Raptors game also. Mm-hmm. But amazing restaurants in Detroit. Like it was hard to narrow it down to what we wanted to do cocktail wise and dinner wise. Cause there are so many beautiful, like highly rated places to check out. And yeah, it, it, it was tricky. It's underrated. I think of a, of a place there's lots to do. And we're going to the oldest jazz club in the U.S. Yeah, it, it, I think it's the oldest jazz club in the yeah in the world, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. So this is, I couldn't be more excited. I mean, I've never packed so much clothes personally, ever. In my entire life on any vacation, this is the most clothes I've packed. Mind you, it's because of the dress code. And I'm trying to think, oh, what do I have to wear when I'm walking into the hotel? Then I leave. I want to wear a casual shoes. So. It was actually pretty cute and made me feel good about myself watching you close your suitcase and it be like you have to press it down. Because usually it's me sitting on top of my suitcase, zipping it up. But you doing that, I liked seeing today. It was kind of fun. Yeah, I didn't know you were watching me. Oh, I was watching you. I'm always watching. Oh. No, I'm just joking about that. But Shane, do you have a goal for our date night weekend? Because... This is a long a long time coming. We haven't had a night away since the end of June. And we're both kind of, well, I'll speak for myself here. I'm going a little crazy. We haven't had date night since the show because we've been so busy. The sketch show that mm-hmm. I, I produced, wrote, and starred in. <laughs> um, but it, it's, been, it's been tough for me. And I'm just curious if you have any, like, goals or, like, ideals that you you know want to hit any things you want to do um i don't know all i i have this unknown goal that i can't put my finger on it and i'm hoping just happens but i'm (laughs) opening myself up to being extremely relaxed happy satisfied satiated that's the word right and just fulfilled and happy and yeah comforted yeah. That, that's what I want. And I want to be entertained the perfect amount. I want to have the perfect amount of laughter, the perfect amount of taking in live music, the perfect food, the perfect drinks. Uh, I want the basketball game we go to. Like we, we got amazing seats. It's the best seats. They're sweet. We've ever had. Yeah. Like as a, as a team. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was lucky enough once in my life to sit courtside. Twice. Oh, twice. Yes. I was very fortunate <laughs> to do that. One day I hope to do that with you. We're, we're just going to have to have some sort of windfall too. But it, it's pretty cool. We're like directly behind the opposing team, like directly behind them. We're basically on the floor Yes, behind the team. It's very cool. But yeah, my goal I was thinking about, it, I was like, I want to sleep. I want to have a good sleep because it's often hard for me when we go away and other parents might get this. It's hard to sleep in. It's so freaking hard to sleep in. That's the only thing you want. You just want to be able to sleep in and you can't. And then it's like you sleep into like 830 kind of. Well, there's many factors going on too because usually as a parent, especially if there's been a buildup where you haven't let loose, you're usually consuming alcohol. Alcohol, even a little bit, can disrupt your sleep. Mm -hmm. So you have this great opportunity to sleep in, but you don't because you're trying to live it up a little too much. And you're like, oh, I'll sleep in. I'll, I'll, I'll make up for it by sleeping in. But it is hard because we're conditioned to be up at 536, 7, yeah. 8 is impossible to wake up pretty much. Oh like my God, 8 yeah. is early. 
No, it's, or, it's or, so or, hard. Or I mean late from the way our perspective is. Yeah, no, it's so hard. So that's like, I want to sleep. I've never done that on a vacation with you. And I'm really, I'm really excited to maybe do that. But even if, even if we don't sleep over. in, I know, just lounging in that cozy bed, I'm looking forward to, even if I can't sleep. Well, we are getting a massage. Yes. And I've been looking up how to like detoxify, like get the hangover right. out and feel as good as possible. So what tips? Definitely drinking water in between drinks. Yes. So we're going to do that. Uh, we have this hydrate supplements, which uh, hydrate you faster than water. Do we have enough for the, like the three days? Uh, no, we're going to get liquid IV when we're down there. We we oh, have right. some though yeah. to hold us over until okay. we are able to get to a convenience store, CVS or something. And then uh, using a leave, it's, don't use Tylenol when you're drinking. A lot of people, they want to use when they have a hangover Tylenol, but that's actually bad for your liver and it, it wreaks havoc on your body. So a leave... Although it's not perfect for your body, it's better than Advil and Tylenol. Advil's still better than Tylenol. Tylenol's the worst, but Aleve is better than Advil. And then sauna. We have access to a sauna at our hotel, and that really detoxifies you when you're hungover. It does? Yes. And we do have a sauna? We do. Amazing. So what do we do? Do we eat breakfast in the sauna or sauna and then eat breakfast? Uh, I I think when we get our massage, we will. Okay, but but what about for the other days? Well, I don't, maybe we only have access to one day. I think you need to have the true. massage to get admitted to the pool area. True, true, true. We'll find out. Point is, hopefully it lives up to our expectations. You know, you, you as parents, you put a lot of expectations and often the reality of it, mm-hmm. it's never as good or as fun or as relaxing as you hope. But. No, it'll be good. And you know what? No, it'll be great. We're going to eat well. We're going to sleep well. And I'm hoping that we get uh, cozy well, too. I hope we get cozy well also. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't know. What do you mean? Is that like an innuendo? You know what I mean. Like intimacy? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know what you meant. And I doubt <laughs> not one listener, I would say, knew what you meant. I wrote in my notes, get cozy. Good for you. <laughs> I would consider writing better notes. <laughs> yeah, I want to get cozy good. I got you. I got you. Um understood anything Um, else alex no i say let's get to psychic tracy but before we do that let's let everyone know who we are supported by we are supported by mini miosh they're a premium organic ethically made and sustainable clothing company founded and created in toronto i had to stop myself from saying kids and babies clothing company yeah because they make women's clothing and you look great right now you are decked out in a mini miosh what do they call those emin west Emin West, that's a jumpsuit. Well, I got sweatpants on and a turtleneck sweatshirt. And guys, I've never felt so cozy. So Mini Miyosh is the kids' clothes. And we have been on their clothes for, what, four years now. And they just make the best clothes for your littles, like fashionable wardrobe staples that are soft, comfy, they're timeless. And you can pass them from kid to kid regardless of gender. And now... They have the M and West collection. This is a brand new women's collection. But the hat, I got a winter hat. Yes. Is that is that for women or men? Or men. Uni- Unisex, men. I guess. It is the best winter hat. These people care about quality. Yes. I vouch for them one thousand percent. It's merino wool. 
I don't know what that means, but it's the best wool in the world. Sounds fancy. <laughs> yes, it sounds great, and it is. Plus, their organic cotton fabrics are knit and dyed locally using GOTS certified organic cotton and low-impact, non-toxic dyes. Mini Miyash and M and West under them are on a mission to leave the planet better off for our little ones than when they arrived on it, and they believe that every little bit counts. You can find the company online at minimiosh.com or at minimiosh on Instagram and Facebook. And if you use the promo code ThisFamilyTree15, you are getting 15% off your order. This is available in Canada and in the U.S. and it is one use per customer. So make sure you fill up that cart. And again, that is minimiosh.com and ThisFamilyTree15. Stock up. And now let's get to our interview with Tracy Walterton. All right. Amazing. Let's get into it. Tracy, it is so great to have you on this Family Tree podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm very excited to have you. Thank you. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that you've asked me as well. Yeah. And I mean, I'm far from the first person to ask you to do something in the media, Tracy. You are a celebrity psychic. You Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. So you, you were working on 90 Day Fiance and you were Mama June's psychic and Katie Price's as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what did you do for them? Well, Mama June, I knew her way before. You know little um, Honey Boo Boo? She was little, so i become friends with June. And so she used to ask me questions and, you know, she said to me, I said, okay, I said, do you want a reading? And then she said, yeah. And then the minute i done her reading for her, I can't really discuss too much because it's like personal, but people in spirit who she knew were coming through and they were close to her. And then that's when she started coming back. Yeah. And then I was on 90 Day Fiance. So it was like word of mouth. People got to know me, got to know what I do. And then it just went from there. Okay. So how did you, you were a psychic or a psychic medium. Is, is there a difference between the two and which are you? I'm an empath. So what I can do, as I've got older over the years, different different senses awaken. So like when I was little, I used to be able to see things. I still can. I, I used to be able to see spirits and ghosts and things like that that would come through to me. And then as I got older, um, I would talk to people on the phone and as I'm talking to them not like not like we're doing but talking to them I couldn't see them it's like as I'm talking to you who's hurt done something to their finger I feel like my finger's been hurt is there anybody around you did you cut your finger or did your children hurt their finger I pick up on people's pain and then sometimes I could be talking to them on the phone and then I get this flavor or this taste in my mouth and I say that to them and they're saying that's what I'm eating so I was talking to a friend in America ages and ages ago and I was talking to her and I got this bitter taste of lemon in my mouth she said she literally she was talking like I said on the phone she literally said I've just taken the lemon out of my drink that's bizarre that's wild I've seen things before they've happened like I had when I was younger I had all friends around and we was all drinking partying and all of a sudden I had this vision and it was like a rocket shaped and a, an explosion and everything and I drew it all down. Well, over in the UK, have you ever been to the UK? I have not. I do have family there, but I, I have not been. Well, there, there was a disaster that happened and what happened, I, I drew it half hour before it happened. 
I seen a I seen a Japanese tsunami. I called my friend the day before it happened, told them word for word because I'm like, do you remember earlier on I said to you, have you heard remote viewing? Yes. It's like I see things playing in my mind like a video, and then it happens. So this has been happening all your life. Yeah. And it still happens. Yeah. Okay, so you call that remote viewing. Because honestly, when you told me remote viewing, I had no idea what you meant. I thought you meant like remote, like me and you over Zoom. I didn't know what you meant, Tracy. Well, some say like, I, say like um, there was one day I thought, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll ring you up, for instance. Um, somebody rung me up and they said to me, Tracy, this happened in America, such and such. Okay, and what it was, it was a it was a riverboat crash in Colorado. Have you heard? Have you heard? Did you hear about that years ago? Me, no, I I don't I don't remember it. No. Okay, so they rung up and they were asking me questions of what I could see, and uh, and I mean today I've still got all these text messages. I keep all my text messages like this, and I was telling them what I was seeing and where them to go, and there was bodies, and I actually found the missing bodies. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. Okay, so it's scary. It is scary. Oh, it's terrifying, and that—that's why—that's why I'm touching base with everybody. I was feeling really Halloweeny this week, and I wanted to get in touch with people who, you know, have some kind of connection anyway to things like that because it's so fascinating. And can you tell me? Because I. I don't know what you mean, Tracy, when you say an empath, like how I think the way you use it is different than how I would, because I use it in very layperson's terms. Like I just, you know, if I'm an empath, then I just like feel emotional if somebody else is feeling emotional. But like, what's the difference between an empath and a psychic? An empath has everything going on. Like I said, sense, see things, taste things, smell things, every. Every sort of um, feeling. So, like I say, um, like if you could be down, like you, you could be sitting here, and even before I come to your house, I could know your feelings. I'd know that you'd be down. I'd know that you'd be happy. And then as soon as I get here, I'm like, well, my feelings just change. And I have to turn this negative into a positive, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? So, And then sometimes I've had people come round, and I've got, I, get, I actually feel their pain I mm-hmm. feel when I sat there and there was this man here and I was feeling his stomach and it was really hurting and I said to and it was a lady who was having the reading and I said to the man I said you need to go to the doctors I said I'm not scaring you I said but I said there's something in there's something wrong with your stomach I said I can feel it I said I don't know what it is I said but just go and get it checked out so he went to the doctors and he had cancer and, and, and the lady said, if it wasn't for me pressurizing him, for me feeling it, I wouldn't have, I saved his life, basically. Mm-hmm. So then what's the difference? Because I often see like the word psychic and then I'll see medium, then I'll see psychic mediums. Is, is it all one in the same or is there a difference? You get loads of people and they say, I'm a psychic or I'm a medium. To me, psychic. Me, if you if you've got a gift to see, if whether it's the future, psychics sometimes you get psychics that read cards and can look at cards, tarot cards, angel cards, things like that. A medium will pick up things in spirit. So I do. I can do 
everything. I'm not blowing my own trumpet. I know I've been doing this all my life. But um, a medium will tell you spiritual messages. People come to me, like the other day, I was doing this live with this young lad. And as I was doing this live, I said, oh, I said, you've got this uh, young person, I said, beside you. I said, this young lad, I said, he's come through. He died tragically. And I, I said, he's, I told him his name, the name come through. And he was said, I was blown away. He said, you get mediums that can give you messages, but I can tell them the names. I can tell them how they die. I can tell them where they die. That's so um, interesting. Yeah. And does it does it still scare the shit out of you, or sometimes it does because when you get say like um, people die tragically, like whether been murdered, and sometimes because I've had people come through to me in spirit, and then they've shown me a person's face, and I think okay, I'm going to get in contact with that person, and I ring that person up, and they say to me, yeah, that's my relative. They've just died a couple of days ago. And what I see, sometimes they play back. Now, there was one lady, do, do you mind me being a bit graphic or would you rather Get, me not? No, 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 no. Tracy, this is, we are open to everything. We are rated explicit on iTunes. Get as graphic as you need to. I'm here for it. Okay. I mean, she doesn't mind. I've spoken to her about this before and she was okay. So there, I, won't, I won't give names, but I'll tell you basically what happened. And so... This, I woke up about two or three o'clock in the morning and I saw this woman, oh, God, I'll never forget, this woman being chopped up by this man. Yeah, by being hacked up by this man. Okay. And then this man goes and kills himself. He shoots himself. I see a lady and I thought, oh, my God, I've only known this lady for a couple of months. So then I thought, what do I do? So I thought I had to go and call her. And this was early hours in the morning. I'm in the UK. She's in America. And you know what? She could even vouch for me. She was on. She'd say, yeah. Um, and I said to her, this is what happened. And she said, that is literally just happened. And it was one of her relatives. Oh, my God. And I, I said, what happened? I literally saw he had an axe and he chopped her in the mouth. Oh, my God. And he chopped her. Hand on my heart. This is a God's and his truth, yeah? And and it was horrific for me because I wake up and I'm thinking, oh, my God, how am I going to go back to sleep? And it's like, because it plays on my mind. But she said, why did he do it? And yet they still, they come through to me because he wanted to get closure or what he'd done. Well, sorry, I don't think that's getting closure, murdering his, that was his, his partner. But she was having an affair, and the family didn't know this. And then it's only when I when they were telling me because they tell me sometimes spirits come through. They don't just come through once. I've had uh, I've had this young lad that's come through to me over four years. Four years, he still gives messages. So how? Why do they? Why do they choose you? How do they find you? Like how does this connection get established? I, you know, I honestly don't know. <laughs> you know what? From, from, from when I was little, I think because I am, I tell it how it is, because I'm genuine, um, because I, like, I, I just don't, I even say to people, I don't know why they choose me. Why they choose me. Like the other day, I'm do, I, I see this little old lady. She's, she's 83 and her husband died um, seven years ago. 
Now, I'm in town eating with my family in a restaurant. And all of a sudden, he comes through, her husband comes through and says to me, her name's Florence, so he says to me, tell Florence she's got, um, she, he said his words, it's something of Christmas, it's a DVD in my room. So then I thought, well, okay, I've got to ring her up. So I call her. And I said to her, hi, Florence. I said, it's Tracy. I said, we've got Roger here. And she went, oh, yeah. I mean, she knows. Over the, over the, like, the year, two years I've known her, I will give her messages only she knows and she knows it's true. I said, I've got Roger here. And I said, he's telling me there's a DVD in the bedroom and it's called Something of Christmas. I said, it's got a man and a lady. She goes, no, she goes, I haven't got that. She goes, I recorded that, she said. I said, she goes, I recorded it because I wanted to watch it, she said. And, yes, we used to watch that film. I said, well, he's telling me he's got a DVD <laughs> in your in the bed. She goes, no, no, no. I swear, hand on heart. I said, go and have a look. Five minutes later, she calls me back. I could get this lady <laughs> on the phone. And you, I could get her on my phone too tell you and and she said yes she said it is in the room she said it was under a pile of dvds beside the tv she keeps his bedroom apparently like a shrine wow that okay i'm I, i'm just i think i'm so fascinated with the idea that somebody could have such a connection right and like i'm curious like if you're if you're walking down if you're with somebody over zoom like you and i right now can you can you see if somebody is with people if they have pe- people with them? Uh, yeah, so I don't because I've learned to switch off. Right, I've learned to switch off unless there's somebody. So, like, if I'm in a restaurant or if I'm somewhere, I've just not only really and um, and something badgers me, keeps repeating and badgering me and badgering me. Do you know what I mean? Then I'd say something. But I learned to switch off and I only tune in if somebody wants a reading because I'll tell you what, it can be draining. I believe it. Yeah. Especially, you know, if if you're feeling and seeing and experiencing the same emotions, I, I totally get that. Because, I mean, it's like like you you was mentioning about ghosts. I, I can walk into a place and and I'm telling you, the ghosts, I'll tell you, they must love me. They just zoom in on me. In this house, in this house where I am now, over by my fireplace, so let me see. Can you see by my fireplace? I can. Over there, I had this big, and I mean it was big, massive uh, painting of a sphinx. And in front of it, I had a big Yankee candle uh, that was a light. I had a Christmas card and I had an ornament. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just sitting there. I'm sitting over the other side and I'm, I'm doing something. I don't know what I'm doing. But this painting actually it not it actually knocked down the Yankee candle. It knocked off the Yankee candle. The Yankee candle got up right and it was still alive. <laughs> yeah. And and it was like I was sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, where are you? I can't see you, but where are you? And yet the card and the ornament was still on the mantelpiece. Now, this picture, if it fell down, it would knock the whole lot off. It didn't. It was like it lifted itself up and, and come over it. Things, I'm telling you, I could tell you stories 
that make your hair stand on end to things that's happened to me. I believe it. I believe it. And I, I want it. I want to hear these stories. And this is the vibe I want to get in. And I also want to ask you, are you able to tune in? And can we do something like that right now? To tune into around you. Yes. I'm 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 very I'm very curious. And this is something this is a world that I don't know a lot about. And it's um something that I'm just newly dipping my feet into. And I'm I'm very interested in I I haven't had an interest before and now I, I'm finding that I'm very interested in it. Okay, so where you're sitting, bear in mind, sometimes spirit will show me things. It could be past and it could be future, yeah? Sometimes it might not mean anything to you. I'm getting a name, Alice. I don't know if that means anything to you. I'm getting a name. Because bear in mind, also, if there's people watching, mm -hmm. I could be tuning up them. Do you know what I mean? I'm getting a name, Alice. I'm also getting a young girl. And I'm getting, uh, and she's got blonde hair, pigtails. Okay, so I don't know if you have a young girl or if there's a young girl. I'm seeing this young girl, pigtails. Because bear in mind, I've only seen you. No, no, that's yeah? fine. Yeah. Okay, and where I'm, where you're sitting, why do I see? Have you got a swing in your garden? No. Oh wait, like a, a kid swing? Yes. Yeah, I see a swing. I see a swing there. Yeah. It was like they're going behind you, behind you. There's a swing. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, that's really wild. Yeah. Where is, um, um, I got like, where is this place? Now, it could be your place. It could be um, any other place. I've got this like, um, it's not too dark of a wood, but it's like, um, I wouldn't say it's an antique pine. I don't know the colour of it, but it's not It's not a dark wood. It's a nice, warm, like an autumn-y colour wood. Kitchen. Um, I'm trying to think of like, a, like an autumn-y colour. Maybe, maybe at the cottage, maybe at our family's cottage. Yeah, it's a nice one. And has it got all like, has it got any green background? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's fascinating. That's so fascinating. Yeah. That's and so it's wild. a nice... That place is really nice energy there. Oh, it has the best energy there. I'll tell yeah. you that. I, yeah. And also, when you're there, who has, why am I being tasting, like somebody's making either fudge or toffee? Do you do anything like that? No, we like to eat it, but n not, we don't know how to make it. We don't know how to okay. make it. Maybe we'll learn, I, Tracy. I smell, was that, that cottage... Um, was that one of your relatives, or, or, or did you, or did you buy it? We, my, my parents bought it. Okay, your parents, because I smell a lot of like, um, a, like I said, this warm fudge, this warm toffee. It's like things that were being made there. This was a really nice, like I said, it was a a proper home. I just feel that sort of feeling. Oh yeah, no, like very much a proper home, very much a proper home, and so. In this, when we're when we're doing this, right, and you're tuned in, and I'm, is there anything that like I should ask? Like, what should I do as as the other person in this? I feel useless. What do you What do you mean? You want to learn it? No, no. Just like, can I like assist anyway? Can I ask any questions of like anything like around? Like, I I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could. I could pull you some cards. I could have a look at your cards. Well, I'm. I think I'm curious because. So I have a grandmother that passed 
uh, six, you know, seven years ago. And I'm curious, like if she's if she's around or like helping me out in any way or anything like that. Do you know what? If the this is this, these cards, I'm shuffling these cards. Oh my gosh! Look, Grandma. Is that- <laughs> I love that, it. I was just I shuffling these cards, and I thought, like, that comes first, and then that comes first. Like it is like oh, a cool. grandmother and a, a grandmother and a granddaughter. Are these tarot cards? What are these? These are my angel cards. Okay. Who's David? David? David, I don't know. Nobody. David. David, I'm getting. I don't know. It might be Daisy, but it's. um, I I have a Daisy. I'm about to put a. Our our cat Daisy is very sick, and I think I have to put her down tomorrow. So that's that's it. I didn't know if it was Daisy because it was going Daisy. It sounded like Daisy. Mm-hmm. So it might be Daisy. Yeah, that's yeah. We have an emotional situation going on with Daisy right now. Yeah, so I feel because, like I say, I only have to tell you when the spirits. You know, I'm hearing what they're telling me. So it obviously is Daisy, and I I just feel from what they're telling me, you are doing the right decision. No, oh, thank you. Yeah, and I, it's I hope not me today. But you are doing, you are doing like, I feel like a bit of anxiety in my stomach then. No, I like a panic feeling in my stomach. Yeah, that's how I feel. Okay. Oh, and then, the, uh, oh my God, listen to this message that come down. <laughs> the message come down, it says, calm yourself down. <laughs> so it was just a random message from yoga, calm yourself down. I thought, oh no, I get a bit excited because I'm heartbreak. <laughs> I like this. I like this though. I like you getting excited. It's fun. So right, okay. Let me. So I feel you're making the right decision. Has the cat had some sort of medication already? Yes. I can taste it in my mouth. It's very bitter. Oh, I bet she doesn't like it. Exactly. I can. I can taste it. I can actually taste it in my mouth. Um, oh, card just flipped out for you. I've got to tell you this card. Now, this when I see this card, this is. There's great success around you, whatever you're doing. Okay, if you if you if it's you're taking time, you're um, planning slowly things around you. This lady, like you say, if this is uh, your grandma, she tells me she's there's an unexpected job opportunity coming your way, and she said, and I feel this is to take to. Um, why am I getting New York? I don't know. Maybe it's okay. not that far. <laughs> Okay, remember New York. I don't know if this is to do with because spirit speaking random. Yeah, this is an unexpected job opportunity. They give me New York. They tell me it says you're blessed with um, success. Success is around you, um, and I also feel you've got a buzzing energy as well. A what energy? You've got a buzzing energy as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I feel it. Um, so, yeah, so when I look at this card, this is um, a lot of things all of a sudden coming to you in abundance, good things, work, opportunities, plans being blessed. This is all happening in the near future. There's, and it says about an amazing career, but it also says to you, don't turn anything down. Mm, I won't. Even though, you, even though you have lots going on around you. I feel this is... A, a different level 
in a different place. Hmm, what do you mean by that? They're saying to me, a higher level what you do, but it's in a different place. I like that. So I don't know what they mean, but, but that's, yeah. Yeah, I like that. So higher level in what you do. Okay, let's have a look. For one. Okay. And then, okay, when I saw, when I was speaking to you, first of all, I mean, sometimes you have to be careful what pe- you say to people because it can be very touchy. Listen, Tra- Tracy, you can say whatever you want to me. I'm I'm an open book. I'm willing to get okay. in anything. These are showing me um, spiritual children. Now, sometimes when I see spiritual children, they could be more children to come. They could be people might have had miscarriages or something like that. Or they could be spiritual children that look down on you, saying that you are a loving mum, a caring person, because they show me this here. They show me a a, a caring person here, yeah? Mm -hmm. And also when spiritual children show themselves to me, it's like I feel that you have, you are, you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. A teacher. Yeah. Because it says to me here, taking classes, being a mentor, learning. Do you teach for young children? Or high school. High school. Mm-hmm. They're still young children. It's not, not adults, is it? But it's no, not- but I, I, I have had a miscarriage. You have? Mm-hmm. Yes, so, but here I, it, it's like I see spiritual children. So one of them could be, say, like from a miscarriage and others could be, like I said, they're, they're here knowing you, knowing that you're a teacher, knowing that you're a good mom, knowing that you connect with children, whether it's old children, young children or whatever. This is a really nice, uh, and, and it's like um, you teach, it, you've got good morals, good standards. Yeah, so that's what it's showing me. So not only that you're loved on earth by children, you are loved in heaven by children. So, and even if, say, like from the one that you had a miscarriage, I'm, I've just seen like here, I see one, hold on, I'm trying to see. I see one, two, three girls and two boys. Oh, yeah, wow. so there's me back here. Yeah. Wow. That's so, and so it could, it could be really anything. Those like again, well, Tracy. I hope I hope none of them are children to come. I I don't think I can have more than two. <laughs> no, no, but I'm just saying these are these are just children. Like I said, sometimes it because say like if I pull that for uh, oh I've just I've just put that card back in another. Oh my god, there's <laughs> <laughs> more babies. It's another card with babies. That bed. <laughs> do I have to do I have to ask my husband to get a vasectomy? <laughs> oh my god can you imagine it three months down the line hello tracy I'm pregnant. <laughs> i'll lose my shit i'm not trying to get pregnant <laughs> <laughs> but no what i'm saying though is you're loved in heaven as well as you're loved on earth and you are a good mom and you know and there's this they're, they're obviously telling me there's this childness in, i mean like me i'm 50 50 odd do you know what i mean and i've still got my brain don't feel like so i'm 50 my brain <laughs> I'm in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hear you. I think that's the best way to live, though. Yeah. So is there a question you'd like to ask me? Yeah. I want to know. Like, I don't know if there's – if what kind of questions I'm allowed to ask. Like, am I allowed to ask, like, 
is my like is my grandmother watching me like is she around in spirit form like can I ask anything like that yes do, do you know it's like because when we was turning over the cards the first before I was shuffling them and when I went out like that it's only because I could see the reflection and it showed me like it, it's obviously so you I feel if you want to speak to grandma we'd have to do a one-to-one without being on the radio right because sometimes I feel sometimes spirit I say this to many people as well when I'm doing readings when I first do a reading and they say to me they want a, a mediumship I say to them look I can't 100% guarantee that they're going to come through straight away I said but what we do is we try because sometimes when people have um, just recently passed they might be going through transition and mm. if they're going through transition then they're not gonna you're not gonna get much and then I say to people also it's really weird it's like this is why I think I'm well popular on the spiritual side because I allow spirits to get to know me and trust me first so I say to a person okay let's do a spiritual reading and then we will but no extra charge I say because it's only fair because when you're paying for a spiritual reading you can't just go oh yeah come up with a few messages and then that's it because it's what mm-hmm. it's not. so as usually say to people when you have a spiritual messages we do it over a couple of readings i charge them once that's it yeah and first time we may get little bits and pieces and then the spirits will say to me okay leave it a week leave it two weeks sometimes they give me dates and then we'll, i will ring them up on that day and then they'll come through oh, and tell cool. me everything. yeah that's really neat. That's yeah. really neat. I love that. Because, it's like, it, it, it is like, you know, I'm not, you know, each for their own, but sometimes me doing this job, I know there are times if spirit wants to get in contact with me, they will, no matter what time of day or night, because I've told you what happened before, they will come through. Yeah. Okay, so I want to know your encounters with spirits or whatever it is I want to know was the getting seeing the woman getting chopped up was that your most terrifying encounter or is there anything else that's kind of that had that impact on you the Japanese tsunami did Japanese Mm -hmm. tsunami that scared the heck out of me I was like I was living in Kent I live in Birmingham now I was living in Kent the person that I was with I was like just sitting there normally watching television. And I was just saying, like, you know, as you do. And I remember seeing it, it played in like a video in my head. And I didn't know even where it was. All I remember was I saw this city and I saw this ground opening up and I saw these ships coming in and there was water and there was explosion and everything. And I thought, oh, my God, I didn't even smoke. My, my partner at the time, my partner smoked, yeah, left his cigarettes and I, like, took the cigarettes and I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, where's this going to happen? So anyway, then I ring up my partner and I said, look, like I said, he's down, he's in Birmingham, I'm down in Kent. I said, look, this is what I've got to tell you. I said, I've just seen this. And I said, and and the thing is, something like that plays on your mind because mm-hmm. you don't know where it is. I didn't know where it was. And then the next day, I turned on the television, and it was a, it was in Japan, wow. and it was a tsunami. My partner rings me up. My friends ring me up and says, "Oh my god, 
no, you just you just told us this. All right, Tracy, we're going to take a quick break and let our listeners know who we're supported by. We are supported by Bravado Designs. Bravado Designs make the best bras that you can get your hands on. It's true. And I've had my hands on a lot of bras. <laughs> and especially when it comes to nursing bras, I think that's all how we kind of have fallen in love with Bravado Designs. Shane got me my first one ever. It's a long story, but I was just browsing the bra aisle. <laughs> Alex needed a bra, and I, I just got lucky. And it was truly the best nursing bra I've ever owned. I, I, I didn't really buy anything after that that wasn't Bravado Designs. They were so practical. They were so comfortable and just high quality. Like they stood up to, you know what happens when you're breastfeeding. It's like leakage, washing, so much washing. And all my Bravado Designs bras have just stood up through all of that. Finally, I don't have to live in the laundry room. <laughs> Get out of here. But they are amazing. And now they have the everyday collection. So these are bras that are not just for nursing mothers. They're for everybody. And now that I'm done nursing Betty, I can just slip right into these. And it's beautiful. It's the same comfort and same quality that you expect from Bravado Designs. It's nice. So do you wear a Bravado Designs bra every day? I don't wear a bra every day, but most of the time when I wear a bra, I wear a Bravado Designs bra. Now, that's an honest answer from an honest <laughs> woman. But you can get the nursing bras at bravadodesigns.com or you can head to the Canadian website for access to the everyday collection at ca.bravadodesigns.com. But regardless of which website you go to, use the promo code thisfamilytree20 for 20% off. That's huge. And again, that is bravadodesigns.com and this family tree 20. But we are also supported by True Earth. And if you listen to our podcast, you know that Shane and I have been trying to get better in regards to our environmental footprint, right? With a family of four, you're contributing a lot of negative stuff to the environment. So we're really trying to get on top of that. And True Earth is kind of like a one-stop shopping area for a lot of ways that you can dip your toes into more sustainable living. And one way, a really easy way you can do this is by switching out your liquid plastic jug laundry detergent. That's right. Everyone knows the, they take up a lot of space. They mm. use a lot of unnecessary water. And when you mm. put it in that recycling bin that we all presume is being recycled, in what, 75% of cases, it's not. This yeah. was shocking to me to find out a lot of things that we put in our recycling bin are not being recycled, and this is no different. So using True Earth gets rid of all that unnecessary single-use plastic. Why are you smiling at me? <laughs> I, I'm just curious how much you know of the read that we do every week. I'm, this is amazing. Okay, fine. Take it over. You've thrown me off. <laughs> no, it's, Shane is right. And it's great because not only is it not in the plastic jug, but it comes in these soluble strips that you simply rip apart, toss them in the wash. They work so well. It's fun they to smell rip. amazing. It do is a rip fun noise. Rip. No. How do you do a rip noise? <laughs> oh, that was really good. That was a fast rip, though. Do a slower one. I'm done with this bit. <laughs> So they also take up so much less space in your laundry room because the packaging they come in is is just cardboard. Like it's so small and really an amazing product. So because the kids have really sensitive skin, we usually go for the baby detergent with them. It's fragrance free. It's still super tough on dirt. And it, it, it's just so nice. But Shane 
really yes. likes the lilac breeze scent, which is like beautiful. I told you that. <laughs> so we wash all of our stuff in that now. But you're going to love this product. Take our word for it. So check out True.Earth. And if you use the promo code ThisFamilyTree10, you're getting 10% off your order. And now this can be a one-time order or this can be a long subscription and you're still getting 10% off the whole subscription. It's really great. So again, that is True.Earth and ThisFamilyTree10. And now let's get back to our conversation. That is wild. That, see, and that, that, that would be hard for me to deal with. That would be hard for me to sit with. And I think I'd be in fear of like when something else was going to kind of happen. But like, that's have you, it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Because there's times when there were times when I sit there and also as I grew up as well, I would get these like shocks going through. You, have you ever bashed your elbow when you get mm-hmm. that shock that comes through your body? And I would get these shocks coming through my body. And I would say to people, there's going to be an earthquake. Oh, yeah, you're full of shit, you are. <laughs> no, there's not. There's going to be an earthquake, I'm telling you. And then the next day, there'd be an earthquake, a big earthquake. There goes, oh, my God, how did you know that? I said, well, I did tell you. I did try to tell you. That's wild. So, like, could you look at somebody and know if they're going to experience something good or bad or anything like that? Do you know what? When I was little... I, don't, I try not to do it now, do you know what I mean? When I was little, I remember going on holiday with my mum and dad and um, and I used I was on one side of the train train station and then there was tracks and then there was the other side and there was this man sitting on the other side and I just looked at him and I had the most horrible, terrifying feeling ever and I said to my mum, We've got to get away from here. We've got to get out. I don't want to be here. I said, we've got to get away. No, 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 we're waiting for the train. I said, I don't care. I said, I want to be out. I want to. And to, I was just looking at this man, and I don't know why. Do you know what I mean? He just, it was just the most horrible feeling. And I, I think to myself, as I grew up, I think to myself, he's done something wrong. He's done something bad. He's not. He wasn't a good person. But then when I found out, when I it was in my own relationships, I could never see anything for myself. Did that frustrate you? Yeah, because I've been fighting through some shit. <laughs> yeah, I have. I've been through some heck of a rough time in my life, but I got through it. But um, I never saw it for myself, but I see it for other people. Yeah. So I can sit there and I will get instantly, oh, no, no, I don't have nothing. I don't want to deal with that. Don't talk to you. I won't be rude to people. Do you know what I mean? But you just know to come away or to not get involved. Yeah. That's so interesting. And, like, does it work? So, like, if somebody tried to book a session with you, like, like in Zoom, like you and I are doing now, could they get that kind of – would you be able to get that vibe from them? I Sometimes I can sit there and if I'm talking to them, I can know, I genuinely know if I'm talking to another psychic because another psychic, I feel like – but okay, have you ever tried to put a magnet together? <laughs> on that? Okay, so I get that feeling. If I go to, say, like a spiritual fair uh, or a psychic fair and I'm sitting at a table, I can know if there's someone who is a genuine psychic, I get that feeling. Or if I sit there and sit next to someone thinking, no, you're full of crap. <laughs> but I won't say that to someone, do you know, because that's, that's rude. Would you, ever, would you ever call out a fake psychic? Would I call out a fake psychic? Yeah, I did. Good for I you. Did. <laughs> I did do. There was a lady that came to see me 
And I was doing her reading and during her reading, I was feeling this like, I, I didn't have the magnet feeling, do you know what I mean? I was just feeling this edgy feeling. And I'm thinking something is not feeling good here. So she, then she tells me, she says that she was a psychic. And I went, because at one time, when I, when I first started doing off my readings, I used to hold people's phones. Oh, I used to hold people's jewellery. And I would and I'd pick up on it. So I said to this lady, okay, if you're a psychic, Take my phone and tell me what you pick up. This is a guys with this truth, yeah. And um, she sat there. Now me, like I said, I've got heart, I've got ADHD. I'm always buzzing. I'm a bit crazy. Do you know what I mean? And I'll do anything for anyone. Um, she sat there and she was like, she was actually sitting in in this place over here where I'm sitting and I'm sitting there. And she goes, Oh no, she goes. I feel that you're very negative. <laughs> and then she was telling me, she said, I feel that you have a bad tempo. And she goes, you, you can lash out. I went, give me back my phone. <laughs> I said, that is a crock of crap. I said, I'm not being funny or nothing. I said, but that ain't me. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, but what happens? Like, what if it was just she was having an off day? Like, is that is that a thing? No. If you're a proper psychic. <laughs> Wouldn't have an off day, would you? You wouldn't be sitting there telling someone. Look, I'm, honestly, this is why I say to people: you, you know, if you go and see a psychic, if someone sees a psychic, you know if they're genuine or not, because they will tell you things only you will know. If you, I've been to psychics, yeah, and um, I went to see actually these two ladies not so long ago, and it's quite funny actually because they were interacting with each other. She would say something and she would, and she would answer it. There were two sisters. They were from Australia. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you're just like interacting with each other. It's like you're telling each other a story. It's like as if you you know this ritual off by heart. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just got this feeling. But they were so lovely. And when I, when I paid them, I give them extra because they were just so nice. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But I was also feeling... Okay, you feel, I feel this is what you tell everybody. That's like rehearsed. Lo and behold, lo and behold, listen to this. So I goes into a little, uh, to go and get a coffee. My sister goes and has her done because I thought I need my sister to have hers done. And as I come back, I'm just behind them and I can hear what they're saying. She's telling them stuff exactly what she told me. What? So I come up to my sister and I went, well, that's she, my sister said. Oh, we're going to do lots of traveling. I said, Yes, she told me that. She goes, Oh, she goes, Something about, uh, uh, about a fellow. I goes, Yes, she told me that. <laughs> and it was like, You're telling me exactly the same stuff. <laughs> that's hilarious. Why? Why do it? You, you'd think that they'd at least have a few scripts that they could pick from, you know? It's like, Okay, wait, if I, like if I'm going to see a psychic, though, what should I expect them to tell me? Like, what? Right. If you go to see, if you're going to see a genuine psychic, and this is what I say to people, when they come into me, I say, you don't open your mouth. You don't say nothing. Okay. You don't even put an expression because I've been doing this for so long. I know when I've gone to see psychics and a genuine psychic would not feed off of you, would not ask you questions. Yeah. If you're sitting there and going, Hold on, my feet. If you're sitting there, it's just, um, 
Oh, yeah, and, and a genuine psychic wouldn't tell you, oh, well, you've got an auntie, it hasn't been well, and you've got a, and you've got a, a granddad in spirit. We're looking at my age, yeah, well, of course I'll have a granddad in spirit. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, for well, sure. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got to not, you've got to look out for these things because, you know, and and with myself, like I said, I can sit there and if someone comes in, and if they've had a pain in their leg, there's pain in their stomach, pain in their head, if they're, if they're going to want to give me names, I can tell them what they've eaten for breakfast, do you know what I mean? I can tell them things that they only know. And does it does it have to be in person? No, I can do it over the phone. I can do it, uh, I can, um, do you know what I mean? I've got a video call. I can do it over the phone. Anywhere, anywhere in the world. So like, okay, like, like can you show me how that works? Yeah, you know, like, for instance, uh, earlier on when I was saying to you um, about your swing? Yes, yes. Okay, so that's the sort of thing, and about um, that house, I said about the, the, the house, mm. the, got the green and everything. That's how they just show me, it's like they show me little bits in my mind's eye. That's so cool. Now, I wouldn't know about, I, would, I could have said, oh, yeah, you've got a white kitchen and you've got, like, a greyhound dog and, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But Showing me these little bits and pieces, you know. Is there any rhyme or reason to the little bits and pieces? Um, probably because they, um, if if that meant something to you, it's um, verifying. Mm-hmm. It's verifying what I said. Like I said, for you sitting there, I'm saying I'm seeing this swing. I didn't know you could. You could be in an apartment. You could have been up in a, bro- a block of flats. <laughs> Well, I was thinking because it's hard for me because I, I put so much online, right? I, I'm an online personality. I put everything out there. And I've, do you know what? I, I, yeah, I have only seen your message. Yeah. <laughs> I've only, I don't even know. Do you know what? I'm actually thinking. Uh, your, is your name Alex, Alexandra? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's all I knew. <laughs> and there's one thing. There's one thing, if if you go, if someone contacts you, and I and I always say this to people, if you go snooping, if you're all genuinely psychic, and if you go and snoop at someone's page, then all you're doing is you're faking yourself mm-hmm. because that's not being honest. You know, if someone actually comes to you and they want a genuine reading, and you're going to be nosing through somebody's page, then that's not good karma. No, no. absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. Because then you're telling people what the people already know, and, and that that's wrong. Yeah. No, I like that, and I, I I like that you have such a strong ethical standpoint on it. I think that is so important, and obviously why you keep getting called to do television. I think Tracy. Yeah, it's right though. It's right because if if you're genuine, people are going to know you're genuine, mm-hmm. and they're going to come back. Mm-hmm. I've had like on my social media, there are so many people that have set up. Well, they've stolen my my um, photos, they've stolen my um, videos, and there's accounts after accounts after accounts, and they're like people are being ripped off, but and they're using my details. Oh, that's awful. And I've said, but the thing is, I, I, I say, karma will come back to them people. It will. No, I believe it. I don't have to do it. I'm not a hurtful person. I'm not a hateful person. I don't have to do anything. Do you know what I mean? And maybe it's a, like an inside little witch, but do you know what I mean? 
it's like it, it will come back yeah no that's awesome Tracy you are such a fun person to talk to and I really really enjoyed this where can my listeners go to find you online on social media your website anything like that okay so my website is psychictracy.com you can follow me on Instagram under Psychic Tracy with a blue verified tick only because if you don't, then, you know. And then I'm also on um, Facebook under okay. Tracy, Wool- Tracy Woolerton. So, yeah. But it's been lovely speaking to you. And I would like to do, when you're free next, uh, maybe tomorrow, say so like after whatever you've got to do, I will do your reading and then you can give the viewers a follow-up of your reading. I love that. I love that so much. I think that would be great, Tracy. Thank you. That would be great. It's been lovely speaking to you. You have a wonderful day. Likewise. It was so nice meeting you. Okay. (laughs) Bye. So give me a text, text me tomorrow. Let me know what time you're free. And then I'll do your reading and we'll do a mediumship reading, okay? Perfect. Perfect. I'm excited. Thank you. Take care. Bye. (laughs) Bye, Tracy. Alex, I'm a believer. You are? I love hearing this. I want to believe. I'm agnostic towards it, but I'm leaning towards wanting to believe. Then that's all it is. I like, I have so much fun. Just like, you know, it's more fun thinking aliens believe. I mean, it's more fun thinking aliens exist. Aliens have to exist, though. It's statistically likely that aliens exist. Okay. It's more fun thinking that ghosts exist than thinking they don't. So I'm going to believe in them or at least not turn it off. You know what I mean? Okay. God, it's more comforting to think that God exists, so I'm not going to say no to that. There can be comfort into like an eternity of nothingness. Oh, not so. for me. That, that's oh, terrifying. <laughs> that's like so scary. But I like thinking that there's just like, you know, a happy little place in the clouds where it's just all mm-hmm. nice and fluffy. Yeah. I like that. Um, but Shane, let's get to the mailbag segment. Okay. Now this is where Alex takes you, the listener and your questions and answers them via Google and then talks about it. All right, so the first question. Do you think people that have lots of marriages really believe in true love and think that, you know, each time is going to be it? Or do you think that they don't see it as a big deal and just get married again? So I think it's it's obviously both and probably even more reasons than that because I definitely know people that sit in each camp. Like, I know people that are like, oh, marriage isn't a big deal. I'm going to be with this person for a while. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. You know people like that? Yeah. My ex-boyfriend's mom. Okay. Five marriages. And then she told you that's that was her feelings? She, she'd talk. She'd talk, yeah, about it. And now she's divorced, the one that she was with when I was with her son. And likely looking for a sixth marriage. Okay. So I think that for some people, like for her, like... Some of it's financial, some of it's like a comfort thing, some of it's just vulnerability on your own, like, you know? I think some people just fall in love quick, and when you go into something quick, sometimes you fall out of something quick. Mm-hmm. It's like shopping, when when I see something. <laughs> shopping. No, I, I like can get it. really impulsive yeah. if I'm shopping. I'm like, oh, I love that shirt. Then you kind of forget about it, and then it's not as good after it's washed, and then you're like, oh, this thing I once cared about so much now is eighth in my roster and relationships can be like that sometimes it's lust at first sight Mm -hmm. or whatever and then what's that uh it's called limerous 
Yeah. Once that fades away, that initial first flush of excitement, you, you cannot feel the same mm-hmm. anymore. And s- certain people are more susceptible to that. People with ADHD, things like that. They're more knee-jerk reaction people, right? Mm-hmm. So I do think it's, a, in some cases, a personality type. Maybe some people, they just want to be comfortable with somebody and finding true, true love isn't high on their priority list. So maybe they will marry not anyone, but someone that they feel comfortable with and they're just not head over heels obsessed with. How many, do you remember how many people Liz Taylor married? I, I believe it was eight. That's what I thought too. That was yeah. putting in my, so I wonder even with her, if where she sat on that, like if each person was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is it. I finally found my person. I can marry them. And it's yeah. like, oh crap, not them. It's a double-edged sword, though, too, being very desirable. So Liz Taylor had lots of money, and she looked great. So you attract almost everyone, and then it's hard to sift through what's real and what's not. And then you realize, oh, these people are using me for X, Y, Z, my mm-hmm. looks, my money, this, and it's not, like, the same. So it is tricky if you're super desirable to sift through all the people flying your way and finding somebody who actually has like a good heart and everything, I think. No, it'd be so tricky. And yeah, I think for a lot of reasons, people get married, you know, many times. But I was looking it up online because I wanted to see if there was like a scientific or a psychological thing. So I found a psychologist. uh, Her name's Andrea Sarter. And she says that there's absolutely marriage addicts. Like people can become very addicted to marriage because it's like, think about it. It's exciting. You meet somebody. You're like you said, Jane, like you're in limerence, like you're in that honeymoon phase where you're just so all over each other. Then you plan a wedding. That whole planning thing is exciting. Then you go and get married. You go on a honeymoon. It's all so exciting. What? Don't what? I just (laughs) I put up my hand in the most polite way to say, can I interject without over talking you? Don't what? me. What? All I wanted to say was that it has diminishing returns. It's like children that. Mm-hmm. Having Betty, I love Betty. Don't get me wrong. She's a great baby. Way less exciting though when she popped out. Yeah. Eight, eighth kid, we're not going to give a shit about that that birthing process. I'm not going to be like feeling faint and it's just going to be like old hat. And I, I don't think you can have a third, fourth, fifth marriage that's a big grand wedding and have that same feeling unless on the honeymoon. Well, unless that's what you're addicted to, those feelings and you're chasing those feelings and you're making the most of those. You know what I mean? I guess, yeah. So Sartre also said, I guess Dr. Sartre also said it could be, you know, a fear of like just feeling vulnerable when you're alone. That could lead people to it. Personality disorder, attachment wounds, mental health things. All those can lead to people wanting to like get in real, like the most serious relationships really quickly, which obviously makes sense yeah, as well. Yeah, no one wants to be alone. Yeah. Well, you know me. Like. I do. I <laughs> I can barely spend like a night alone, right? So I get that. I I really get that. Not not saying that like I'd get married five times, but I do get that not wanting to be alone. Would you be able to get married five times? I would do anything as many times as it takes to be in the best position possible. Mm-hmm. So if I, you know, I was in five relationships, I think I've had five girlfriends in my life and if I had married all of them, I don't think it would have stopped me from marrying you. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if there's a point when people that people get to where they're like, "Okay, like this isn't working out how I how I anticipated." 
and then they stop and they decide to not go that route at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, I have a hard time giving up. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with being determined. So it's really hard to deter me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think, figure out my limit. I think it'd be like maybe three. It's like if I can't get it in three, then maybe I'm just going to hang tight and not but, do it. But maybe not. But maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I meet the love of my life at number four. You know what I mean? Like yeah. who knows? Why? It's all a game anyway. The stakes are so low. Like people put the stakes really high on things like marriage and life in general. And we're all just playing some big game. Nobody Let's, knows what they're doing. Nobody knows what they're doing. So have fun and be try to be happy. I think that's the best. Does it make you happy honestly? And who cares what others think? I think it's kind okay. of sexy. The next question. Jenny Aniston has for the first time mentioned her fertility struggles. There have been multiple headlines in the past saying that Jen is pregnant. Uh, but why is it that the media can do that but won't post a photo of a male celebrity crotch and talk about his fertility? I like that just being the idea of something on the cover of a magazine, by the way. Um, but yeah, Jen Aniston, she was on, she was the last cover girl for Allure, I believe it was, the lot, like their last print issue. And she opened up about her desire to have kids and her infertility. And it's like growing up, like when I was a teenager and in my early 20s, like my babcha was obsessed with tabloids. And it was like once a month, there'd be pictures of Jen Aniston being like, ooh, baby blues, is Jen pregnant or not? And things like mm-hmm. that. You remember those? And, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, it's so unusual for it to be opposite. Obviously, just because I think men aren't the ones that get pregnant and carry the baby. So I wanted to look it up, like what male celebrities have talked about infertility. So I was looking at a list and there were like big celebs on it. So it was like um, John Legend, Matt Broderick, Mark Zuckerberg, Mel Gibson, Kanye West. And then it mentioned Nick Cannon on the same list and Kanye West. So I was like, well, they they both have lots of kids. So then I was like, started reading the little chunks underneath the names. And it had nothing to do with the men. It was just the men who have talked about infertility in their family. And then they were just alluding to the women in their lives. So I couldn't even find a list of celebrity men who talk about their personal infertility. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's very taboo almost because men are looked at as these people who can have children up until their 80s and 90s. We're watching this season two of White Lotus. Mm-hmm. I think episode one or two, the uh, the old man in, in his 80s talks about how he could still have children if he wanted mm-hmm. to. And it's looked at that men never have this. Um, what are those things called that you flip filled with sand? Oh, like a sand timer? <laughs> sand timer. Yes, that's the exact term I was looking for. But, you know. Well, when- bi- biological clock type thing. You know, when you get my cousin Vinny style. Yeah, my clock is ticking. <laughs> what is it? It's just bothering now just on a sheer what Hold the on. fuck well, are those Well, you keep talking. I'm going to look it up. I typed in. I typed in sand clock to Google. It's hourglass. Babe. Hourglass. So I feel like it's only, like people are obsessed with a woman like running out of time. Mm. Oh, you better have kids. If you're in your 30s, clock is ticking. And you you always think it's the woman because women have a finite time that they can have children and men are looked at that they don't. Mm-hmm. But you forget that you can be shooting blanks. Yeah. 
Diener from Fubar. Mm-hmm. Or Terry. One of them was shooting blanks. Yeah. And I think it's also looked at that men care about having kids less. I think because of that reason, that it's just they could have them any time. So the perception is that men aren't as worried about having children. And you kind of yeah. forget that there is some men who do want children, but who simply can't because they're infertile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But such a taboo thing. And like I said, I still couldn't find any. any I was even on like male fertility websites. And they were just like mentioning fertility in the family. You know what I mean? It was weird. Um, But kind of a part two, I guess, to that question. Do you ever think that we'll get to a point where fertility won't be considered taboo for people? It's such a personal topic. Do you think we'll get to a point where people can talk about it during small talk? I think if it becomes easier to have children and the process becomes easier and more streamlined or whatever, where it's like, oh, I'm infertile, but. I got mm-hmm. this process and it's cheap and it's affordable and everyone can access it. So it's not a big deal. I think that would be the thing. But as is, it's a very arduous process from what I understand and costly. And there's so much that goes into it and so much emotions that I do think it's a personal thing until it becomes easy and ubiquitous to mm-hmm. solve the problem. I yeah. think until then, it's it can, could be considered tragic or maybe only your close friends can know. Well, for me, uh, like I can relate it to maybe the idea of miscarriage, right? Just the, mm-hmm. trying to think of something that I've experienced that might be in the same category. In the same category, so it's like increasing visibility by having people talk about infertility or miscarriage. It makes other people feel more confident in talking about that, and then once that becomes commonplace because it's not and it is tricky, like you said, Shane. Like it's so personal because there's a lot of grief attached. I think to both issues to Mm -hmm. infertility and miscarriage um so i think you have to get in a place personally where you're cool with that and when i say cool with it i'm not saying like cool with the fact that it happened but just maybe able to discuss it or want to discuss it like i've dropped miscarriage in conversation as small talk yeah but you're fine with it you also have two children i think if you had no children Mm -hmm. and you suffered a miscarriage you'd be keep your lips a little bit tighter around it because it'd be so emotional you'd probably ball crying and and everyone has a different uh for me it's i'm an overshare so it's Mm -hmm. very comfortable for me to avoid small talk by getting too deep too early too quick that's a mechanism to me to like make friends or something whereas other people do the exact opposite and they just yammer on about seemingly nothing all day yeah yeah no it's tricky it's so individual but uh yeah i i find it super cathartic to talk about obviously i mean we have i have a podcast so obviously i find talking cathartic but yeah but that being said there's a lot of podcasts where it's just so frivolous and fun and they they don't talk about everyone Mm -hmm. just has their own unique do's and don'ts i guess or, or areas that make them upset or don't yeah Uh, The next question, what is the best relationship advice you've ever been given? To be honest, nobody gives me relationship advice. I'm always the one dishing it out. Um, Yeah, I've never sought out advice really. Do you like you had like lots of older friends though, like uh, JR or Bert? I was giving them advice, honestly, truly giving them advice. They, they would try. It was all bullshit advice. Bert was like an old married guy. He didn't have any like like Dutch pieces of wisdom that he wanted to share with you. I don't even want to share, but I'll say this because out of respect for Bert and his privacy, he was wrong on a lot of mm. things that he shared. And 
I don't think that me and him aligned on our right. ethos on how to find a partner. Right. But, it, you know, for me, I never needed it, though. I never needed a relationship advice. I always knew. All I wanted to be was in love. I wanted to get married and have kids. That's it. I didn't need anything. And I was, I'm a determined person. And to me, it's the most important thing. And I say this often. The most important thing is finding the person that you're going to have children with and making sure it's a good person. Mm -hmm. Because your life can be hell if you don't select the right person. So I was willing to like, you know, leave no stone unturned. Well, I saw a really good quote recently. I I don't know what it's from. I don't know who had it. But it was like, is exactly what you're saying. It's you can choose your partner. So if you choose a shitty partner, it doesn't matter because it's just you as being affected. But when you're choosing a partner to have kids with and to get married to, you better choose well because if you're planning on bringing kids into into existence with that partner, they can't choose who their parents going to be. So you better choose well for your kids type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. And I want my kids to be nice too. So I want to love mm-hmm. my partners because I want the qualities that I love in you, Alex, mm-hmm. to be in my children. And I see that the goodness that's in them, I see it in you. And I like that. Mm-hmm. But if you were, I don't know, someone that I didn't love your personality or anything, I might might come out in my kids. And that might bother me in some level. I'd still love them, but I'd be thinking, ooh, this they have these negative traits that mm-hmm. I'm really not into or something. I don't know. See, I was curious if anybody had told you, because the best advice I got, I was thinking about it, was from my babcha. And it was very similar to what you, how you approached like marriage Mm -hmm. and like relationships. She told me, she goes, keep dating, date everybody, date literally everybody until you know what you like, know what you don't like and found somebody that is perfect for you. Yeah. And and it's twofold. One, you want to have fun. So yeah, dating around can be fun, but you also, you pick up a lot of experience Mm -hmm. from that. And I think you want to go through a lot of situations. So when you do find that person that you're good with, you handle them better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you have to learn, you have to learn what you're terrible at, what you're crappy at in a relationship and what you hate. Because knowing what you hate is almost more important than knowing what you like. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we both dated around a lot. You turned into like a job, which I like right before we met, you were going through people every single night. You would go on a date. And going a lot of dates. Yes. And it was also fun, too. I don't want to take that side out. I don't want to say I turned it into a job, although it seems like that. And I probably have said that in the past. It was fun, too, because you're going out. You're having nice dinner. Mm-hmm. You're having drinks. You're hopefully having a laugh. And then, I don't know, it's kind of like butterflies in your stomach sometimes would happen mm-hmm. if you had a connection. And, oh, that one almost, that one not feeling it, but we still had an interesting talk or that was a good experience. So it, it was casual, like very mm-hmm. casual. But So I was... I was very determined, but I also wasn't stressed about it because I knew statistics, and I often think about this. I go on a hundred dates. Mm-hmm. I bet one of them is going to be the love of my life. Of course, oh, I have a one percent success, and then you get that person forever. So you go through those hundred dates, and you know maybe you go on these hundred dates over the course of five to ten years, which a mm-hmm. lot of people do. But you keep going on them, going on them casually, casually, and you find that one person. That's all you need. You only need one. 
Yeah, no, and about the fun part of dating too, like I went on dates with people that I, I, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but like I went on dates with a couple people that I knew I wasn't interested in Mm-hmm. just because it was something to do and it was going to be a fun experience. Like I went out with this one guy and it was in my top 10 favorite dates of all time. Yeah. But I was so not interested in him at all, at all. Wow. And See, I we, couldn't do that. we had the best time. Like I was not interested in him romantically. I get you. Know you. I mean? I'm just saying I couldn't do that. And yeah, and I wasn't interested in him at all, but we had the best time. Like, we had such a good night and parted ways peacefully because he knew I wasn't interested in him. He just wanted to hang, and I just wanted to hang. Yeah, I don't like that. That, That's just, call it what it is then. Two friends hanging out. Let's, (laughs) I don't want to lead anyone on. I don't want to be led on if this is a romantic date and if there's a possibility. Even if when you see me, Mm -hmm. you instantly realize that you're no longer attracted to me, at least the buildup, I want it to be known that, our intentions started out as a romantic possibility. No, I get that. I get that. But still, I liked I liked that one date. It was fun. And I ended up looking like the coolest person ever because the last place we hit was a karaoke bar. And I sang Bohemian Rhapsody. Just the best I've ever done. And everybody's got a way. They like to do the air guitar and everything. But I really slaughtered it that night. The whole bar was going crazy for it. <laughs> everyone everyone has a way they like to do the air guitar. That's a bold statement. I don't know anyone. I don't Get think out I, of here. I've never air guitared. Shane, that's bullshit. And if I put on Bohemian Rhapsody and we were partying. Maybe it'll happen this weekend. You would have something you like to do to the part. Of course you would. Of course you would. I just wouldn't say it's cool. It was cool. Okay. Everybody was going nuts. I think I did the splits. Really? Yeah. I think I did the splits. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That does, that, I'm impressed. I, Yeah. I don't look at you as a person who'd be able to. Can you still do the splits? Alex is taking off her headphones. She is. Is it the straight? Oh, it's the straight splits. Whoa. That's pretty good. Whoa. That's pretty good. What do you think's harder, the straight splits like you just did or the side splits? I, I don't know. I'll try to do side splits after this episode wraps. Okay. But that was with no warm-up. I could get lower if I like do a little yoga first and, and warm up a bit. I'm impressed. Yeah. I want to see how far you can go after. We'll have a competition. I am not flexible. <laughs> but uh, so that we can get to our splits competition, folks, if you're listening to us, we would love it if you could go and give us a five-star rating give us a review spotify itunes whatever you listen to your podcast on we really appreciate it and we want to say thank you so much for listening to this family i'll do it alex and we want to thank you so much for listening to this This family Family tree Tree Podcast, podcast episode 150